The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 and get $200 in free bets. Bet big. Win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINBet.com to get started today. Russell brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash in their new over-under game. Just head over to Sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars that's sleeper.com slash sgp and make sure to download the sgpn app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts yes sir welcome to the nba gambling podcast I had to put the Boston Green pack down for at least a couple more days. I think you I got busted with the Boston Green. I, so I actually put it down. Maybe I put it. No, I had it. They went up big in the first. And I think I put it down for a second. And then going to, and then it was some point in the game, Golden State scored like eight points in 30 minutes, in like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then I picked it back up, and I didn't put it back down for the rest of the game because I was like, if you can score eight points in 30 seconds, then I don't care how big this league can get, you're always in it. And then it was toward when uh, the dude fell on Steph towards the end, when it, Al Horford, when Al Horford and Steph were fighting for the ball, and he fell on Steph's leg, I put the pack down. And so I put the pack down. I haven't touched the pack since. I'm just going to leave the Boston Green pack there for right now because I am slightly concerned. But I – I also feel very good that I will be picking the pack back up. Do you do you have a certain a technique to extinguish the fire before the entire thing ends up, you know, turning into, you know, ashes? Uh, n- yes, but in you know ways to not incriminate myself on air, I'm not going to talk about that right now. We're just okay. gonna, you know, but just I have my ways. I have my ways. So the pack, the pack is down. The lighter is down. We're not, we're not on the Boston Green pack today. You know, some people might out there be smoking some Draymond Green pack. I, a lot of Boston fans were on that Draymond Green pack last night. They were, they were, they were turning the Draymond Green pack last night up. But you know, huh. It's it's hilarious because like my Boston fan followers like feel like they always have to like talk to me after Boston wins a game. And I don't think they realize like when I say that I'm like Boston is good. Like I've told you all Boston is good. I just don't like them because I feel like I can never trust them. <laughs> I feel like I can never trust Boston, so I don't I don't like them. That is the and I'm starting not to like their fans. I'm starting to be like Charles Barkley. I'm starting not to like the fans. Boston fans are annoying. So uh, shout out to Twitterless Tom, Twitterless Tom. I mean, not Twitterless. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Pictureless, Pictureless Tom. Yes, shout out to Pictureless Tom. I was gonna say for, Twitterless is uh, that's for the golf gambling podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's Twitterless Steve. Yeah, I got the names mixed up, but it's Pictureless Tom because he hit me up on Twitter, but he didn't have a picture. Like he just had the little icon, and I'm like, Tom, get a picture, put a picture up. Come on, man, like. Put a picture up, Tom. And so Tom had to feel like he had to regurgitate what I already know about Boston Celtics after a loss over the course of these playoffs and then say, how is that a fluke? And I'm like, pictureless, Tom. Pictureless, Tom. Look, you have to understand. If you're going to quote me, quote me correctly. I said game one was a fluke. And I still believe game one was a fluke. I think that they just got hot. Like they got hot. That was a that was an incredible fourth quarter, and that is extremely hard to rec- replicate. And a lot of teams on their best day, the best of teams can't replicate the fourth quarter that lost the Celtics had. So, yes, I do think that was a fluke. I very much do. Nobody said anything about them winning after a loss. You know, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, you did that multiple times. I'm fine. I just didn't trust them to do it again, and they did. Congratulations to them. Very well. You know, Scott Foster, Celtics now go to 100 and 0 with Scott Foster. For, for the record, by the way, that stat is complete bullshit. But, you know, the thing they, about they Twitter, now move to 100 and 0 after with Scott Foster's refer, referee in their games. I was going to say, you can just put a random number on it and half of Twitter is going to believe it. But that number that was circulating 12 and 0, it was complete bullshit. Just so people know that, like, let me be clear. That's the first thing I'm going to say. But. 
Oh, you would have you would have been able to tell last night because Curry picked up a quick couple of fouls. Uh, ended up with four pretty much the entire second half. So he was pretty much letting Marcus Smart get into the lane because he couldn't actually be physical with him, or at least try to be, because he didn't want to pick up the fifth. But yeah, that Scott Foster stuff, you can make up any number you want, 300 no, 1,000 no. It's not true, but people are going to believe it anyway. So just make sure you research your stats before you just believe anything on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Basketball reference, very good at giving you referee records for teams. Boston this year, I believe, is a little bit over 500, but the 12-0 narrative is complete nonsense, <laughs> just to be clear. But. Ooh-wee, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I'm really in tears. Um, what was I about to say next? Oh, yeah, it, I was about to introduce you because I didn't introduce you. I, went, I didn't go on a rant, but I went on a little monologue. And so I got my co-host with me. If you don't know who he is, now you know who he is. Scott, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's up? That's a good thing I got the nickname because I left the studio and not going to lie, I'm getting cooked out here in the, in the finals. <laughs> but, you know, still a long way to go. We'll see what happens. But got to get you back in the stew. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I might yeah, have to just get permanently to relocate to any studio of any kind, you know. <laughs> but hit me up. We'll figure out a studio. But still, the game itself, I can't say was – too surprising. I I know I ended up going 0-2 yesterday, mostly because of Boston offensively just being nuts in the first half. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was insane. They scored 68. Golden State making a game of it in the third quarter did not surprise anybody, even Celtics fans. I'm sure they expected Golden State third quarter to once again have another MVP award for the Gambling Hall of Fame. You know, the accolades are piling mm-hmm. up. It's a first ballot Hall of Famer at this point. I had money on it. Golden State live first half was minus one and a half. Thanks, thank you for that. That was really a nice uh, gesture by the bookmakers to give me that generous of a line. But Golden State made the run, and they were in a good spot there. I mean, they had the seven-point possession, which I've never seen before, with the flagrant foul three-point and one shot by Curry. Yep. I don't know how Porter made that shot. He wasn't looking at the rim, and yet he somehow hit a three-pointer. But... Boston responded well. Golden State took a one-point lead, and you thought, all right, Boston is going to fully implode. Golden State will open it up to five, probably remain competitive, and Golden State would pull it out. So for about two and a half quarters, we were exactly where I thought we were going to be. Somewhere within one possession, Golden State with third-quarter momentum, and the question is if they could sustain it for the fourth quarter. And Boston did a great job of opening the lead back up a little bit right before the fourth quarter. And then the first three minutes of the fourth quarter, the game was over. Golden State just came out, turned the ball over about four times in the first minute. And Boston opened it back up from about four to 12. Mm -hmm. And the game was over at that point. So I can't say that I was fully surprised by how the game unfolded besides the fourth quarter. I thought Boston would get off to a decent start or that Golden State would come back. And I thought that Boston would be so shaken from the comeback that they would not be able to regather themselves. That part I got wrong. The fourth quarter I got wrong. But everything else was kind of going according to plan until it wasn't. You? Uh, yeah. Well, before we talk about me and my thoughts, I want to just quickly talk about Wimbet and their bet $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, you can go and you can enter into the ultimate fantasy football experience. Bet $500 on sports and casino before July 31st, 2022, and you will get entered into the ultimate fantasy experience to be able to win a draft experience at Encore Beach Club for you and your entire league. It comes with a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts. Multiple entries allowed. So if you bet $1,000, you get two entries. It's crazy. Easy as that. Plus, all users can bet. $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend DJ Diesel, that's Shaq, his performance at Encore Beach Nightclub, as well as a chance to meet with him this summer. So there's so much to choose from. All you have to do is download WinBet app or visit WYNNBet.com to get started today. Offer such a change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And so, 
win that draft experience and have your fantasy league on Sleeper because Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform. You probably already have a fantasy league up there, to be honest, because I know I do. But you can also use Sleeper to make money. So you can have a little bit of extra change when you win that that trip over to Encore Beach Club. You can get a little bit extra drinks, you know, you know, pop bottles, you know, little whole light, all that. You can make money on Sleeper using their new over-under game. All you have to do is pick a prop, you know, say Draymond Green under on points or under on rebounds or under on assists because he had not the best game last time. You can do that along with other props, and you can win up to 20, two to 20 times the money you put in. Like, come on, it's, it's super duper easy. Matter of fact, you can even join the SGPN group and you can see what we're doing. You can tell us or you can go out and you can put your own picks and just talk smack to us in the chat. It's super duper fun. Look, sleeper.com dot slash SGP, sleeper.com slash SGP. That's going to get you into our group. And when you do that, Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So you're getting potentially a free hundred dollars just for signing up come on just stop playing go ahead do it sleeper.com says sgp mba that's sleeper.com says sgp mba hundred dollar match for your first deposit up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit and you can come into our group you can talk smack with us you can see our plays and copy our plays at tap up button super easy terms and conditions apply see sleeper sums used for details that's sleeper.com says sgp mba all right so, when we talk about last night, I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad at the outcome for most. I think the only thing I'm not mad at the outcome is that I didn't bet Boston, but I understand why I didn't bet Boston because it's really, really hard to trust Boston. Like it's really, really hard to trust Boston. Really, I wasn't really, saying really that Boston was screwed, but I mean, laying three and a half there for a team that has really not been that great at home just seems a little just, bit too rich for me. It, it is really hard to trust Boston. They are they moved to what maybe six and what is it six and six six and four something like that. It's very very They're six and four straight up at home. Yeah, six and four straight up at home. So you're in the green now, but it, that doesn't give me any confidence, but. Here I think the main issue are. I had was Robert here, Williams. Here we are, and that's what I'm getting to. And so here we are when I talked about the game. And you know, guys, I always give you both sides. I always tell you both sides of the coin. And I said, if Boston's going to win, if you like Boston, that's why it's so funny when, like, the Celtics fans be coming in my mentions and be trying to talk to me. Because I'm like, I gave you the roadmap for the Celtics to win. I just said that I don't think they will because every time I end up betting on Boston, they severely let me down, <laughs> severely let me down. <laughs> and so I just choose not to. I always give you how I think they can possibly win. You j- I just know when I'm betting on them, I'm not, I'm not putting my money on them. It's been too many years of heartache. And I've been positive in these past two and a half years that I've said I'm just not going to bet on Boston. I've been in the green, so I'm not mad at it. But – the things, if you remember what I said, and I'll go back to him because I remember. Of course I do. I said I think Robert Williams should stay in the game. I think that his contributions on defensive end are invaluable. And as long as he is 50, 60, 70%, he should be out there playing. Robert Williams last night had four blocks and three steals. Okay. So, you know, receipt number one, because I did say, you know, Robert Williams, stay in the game, keep playing with them. I also said that the Boston Celtics are basically falling into the trap of the Golden State Warriors by going out and shooting that much on the outside. And because Golden State is begging you to to continue shooting on the outside because they know at some point your percentage is going to go down. And so in game one, they had 34 points in the paint. Game two, they had 24 points in the paint. They continue to take the outside shot. Get to this game. They have 52 points in the paint last night. That is what I'm talking about. Aside from some times where I was literally about to throw my shoe at Al Horford because he had Steph Curry on him and he continued to pass out of the post instead of backing Steph down, forcing him into another foul or getting an easy bucket. Outside of those situations, there were a bunch of times that the Celtics passed up an open three to get a good look close to the basket. 
and it worked. It worked. 52 points in the paint is amazing. And that's exactly, I said, work it from the inside out. Is ap- that's absolutely what you needed. So even though you didn't shoot 40, 50% from three last night, in fact, they were 37.1%, which is still pretty good. But even though you weren't unconscious from three, you were still able to run the score up on the Golden State Warriors because you were working your bigs on the inside. You were working uh, the paint. You were working players down there. Al Horford had 11. Robert Williams had eight. Grant Williams had 10. That, that, that's helpful. That, that is what you need. And so, of course, they got great games from their three stars, yes. But that extra production is 100% what they needed to get this win. Working on the inside, getting Marcus Smart looks at the basket, getting Jason Tatum looks at the basket, getting Jalen Brown looks at the basket, getting more looks at the basket instead of settling for all these threes. Because at one point, as it did last night, even though they still shot the ball really well last night, it wasn't unconscious, like 40-50%. So they have, the un- they have the intangibles. They just can't put it all together for four quarters last night. And I'm, I will say I'm impressed that they – I thought they were going to fold that. As soon as they went on that run in the third quarter and they got it within two, I said, well, they're probably going to fold the fourth quarter. They're going to get a, a false sense of confidence and fold the four, fourth quarter. And shouts out to them to being very active on the defensive end, forcing the Warriors into a lot of turnovers that they know is their Achilles heel. That's how their offense is ran. They know they mess up with turnovers. They forced them into a lot of errors in that fourth quarter, and they were able to run the score out, get in transition, transition and put this one out the way. Also, shout out to me again. I'm sorry. <laughs> shout out to me again because I told you that when I said the total, I was like, yeah, I think this goes over, but I think it goes over by a little bit. And I specifically said the number 216. Total came in at 216. Man, you're, where's the drop? You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> so, I, I mean, the Celtics did what they were supposed to do last night. Congratulations. I mean, yeah, congratulations. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I just don't like putting my money on them. That's me. So I don't care. But they did what they had to do last night. Only thing that I'm – this isn't stopping me from cashing in my money in the bank contract, Scott. This is not stopping me from that. I am – It's a plus money in the bank contract, Yep, and it's I, – I have it in my hand. I have the briefcase in my hand. They just played my music, and I'm walking out to the arena, and I see blood in the water. Oh, I see blood in the water, and I know I'm going down there, and I'm becoming a champion because I'm about to cash this $1,000 free bet on the Warriors in game four. <laughs> because did you see Steph? He had it again. He the had that sick, that sick, diabolical smile. Oh, that $1,000 free bet is coming with me because I'm going and I'm putting it on the Golden State Warriors money line. I might even put it on an alternative because, man, he looked looked like a diabolical, oh, I I love villainy. And there's about to be some villainy in game four. And so that's my take on the game. I think Boston did what they can do really, really well. I'll be interested to see if they stick to that in game four or it you know now it's time for golden state to adjust because golden state at first was like all right we're we're not allowing you to get anything in the paint keep taking the threes you're gonna but now you see that hey they adjusted they said that they will take you on in the paint how are you going to adjust that how are you going to say all right if they're willing to challenge us down there we got to make sure that we come to the plate and make sure that even though they're driving to the paint more even though they're they're using their big mores they're not coming away with points i think the main takeaways i had which kind of shows why boston won the game you talked about robert williams he was healthier than i thought he was going to be for this game so that played a factor boston was successful playing faster and they said they wanted to use more pace they were playing too slow, which resulted in a couple of really just stagnant possessions in Game 2. Game 3 came out. They basically ran Golden State out of the building. 
They led by 12 at half. They scored 68 points in the first half. It was a buzzsaw. And Golden State responded well in the third quarter, of course, uh, before scoring 11 points in the fourth quarter, which is just disgusting. But Mm -hmm. Robert Williams was amazing. So that was the main reason why Boston was able to dominate so much in the paint. It wasn't even just the blocks and the steals, but because Robert Williams is really just presence alone, forced Golden State into some longer shots because they were afraid of contesting or or going at him in the paint, which is the impact that Robert Williams has. And that's why I think he's the best defensive player on the team. It's not even close. Mm -hmm. I think he's significantly better than Marcus Smart defensively. Now, before the series started, I said the biggest X factor was going to be Marcus Smart because if he shoots well, it's almost impossible to beat Boston. Mm -hmm. And he shot well last night. And from what we've seen in the first three games – Marcus Smart shot well in game one. He shot well in game three. They won. He scored two points in game two. They got buried. So I can't say that part surprised me. But Boston going faster definitely was a serious, I'd say, focal point in the first half. And that's why Boston was able to open up a big lead in the first half. But the other takeaway, we got to talk about it for Golden State. Draymond sucked last night. And he addressed know. it, too, on his podcast. And I'm not yeah. going to make a whole thing about how he's only playing badly because he does a podcast. Like, grow up. You can multitask. I'm not going to say that's the reason why. But he's got to play better. Whatever the reason you want to say, it's a bad matchup. I, I acknowledge that it's a bad matchup for him because he has to guard Robert Williams when they go small. And he gets switched on to Tatum and Brown. And it's not great. Draymond's not the player he used to be based on the back issues and the injuries, whatever. But... Draymond has been so useless offensively in the series. And I mean, come, now, come on. Now, now, come I, on, I know facilitating ever, he can be well, No, whatever, but, when do, but we ever, when do we ever expect Draymond to score? Come it's on. not a matter of scoring. He just looked lost last yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. He was just he running had a bad around game. out there. He had, a bad game. he had a bad game. He got into foul trouble early. He couldn't get in rhythm. He had a bad game. But it's, not a, it's not just about offensively, scoring. Offensively, you know, what we always look for Draymond to do is for him to set up for others. Do you think he did a great job setting up for others yesterday? He didn't have a good game. No, he, he was barely on the courts. That's what, the once again, so I'm saying it's not just about the points. I do. I agree. He doesn't need to score more than two points. Let's be clear. But assuming he would put up eight, somewhere around maybe 10, whatever. If his main role is to facilitate on offense, and we both agree he did not do a good job facilitating yesterday, and defensively, he got into foul trouble, and he even stated that the crowd got in his head. I don't think I don't think facilitating on offense was his issue yesterday. I think he did. I think he I had think issues he all fine. over the court. I think he did. Fi- I think he did fine facilitating offense yesterday. His shots just didn't fall, and because of that, you look at three assists instead of the six that he's been averaging in the finals less before this game. I mean, I I don't think. But my issue with Draymond is that he did not lock in defensively as he normally. That was does. the main takeaway. And but- the play, the play that I'm thinking about in particular, is when uh, Robert Williams got the ball on the left side, and he threw up a little hook shot over Draymond. Draymond did not box Robert Williams out. Robert he got his Williams own rebound. He got his own up. rebound. Put yeah. it back up. That is the play. And Draymond, after that play, didn't throw no tantrum. Didn't didn't get upset. Then, you know, slam the ball on the ground. He, I looked at him, and it looked like, dang, I know I just messed that up. I know I was supposed to – if I had boxed him out right there, I'd, I was supposed to get that rebound. And that right there is a summary of how he was every day. It was little things – I mean, the whole game. There was little things that he was doing that he's like, I don't do that on the regular, or I don't make that mistake on the regular, or that doesn't – he just had a bad night. That's all it is for me. He had a bad night. I'm not – I don't think he was really that bad offensive, offensively facilitating because it was just it wasn't like he had a bunch of turnovers. The man had two turnovers, and that's low for him. Wouldn't you agree though that he has to be some sort of even semi threat on the rolls? What for? for the rolls what, to when Draymond's setting a pick and he slips it, and he ends up trying to either find the lob to Louie or he's going downhill. He's got to be a threat. To, I know him. it's not. I know that that's, that's not what he excels him. in entirely. It's never but. been him. We, I, so why why are we be putting him in that now? If that's never been him, I'm not giving him that expectation in the finals because it's the finals. No, he's never. We've never looked for him to be like, hey, you're going to go get a roll to the basket. If it's there, 
take it. If it's not, dish it out to somebody that's open because I promise you after you got the ball and people see that you're rolling to the basket, somebody collapsed. I get that offense is not his main, you know, bread and butter, but just to throw it out there, he is four for 19. He's five for 19 from the floor and he's 0 for 7 from 3. My question is, if Draymond's going to take four shots the entire game, why are two of them threes? Why is he because ever shooting open. threes? Because they were wide open. He can't shoot. They were, they were wide open threes. Why, you're in the NBA. Of course you're taking – they give him – they have given him the, the – what's the word I'm looking for? Giving him the leeway to say, hey, if you're wide open, take it. He's in the league. Okay, he took two threes. So What? <laughs> it's so white. Just Clay just went, shots Clay just two went two games. Threes. Like, come on. Clay Drake. just went multiple games and not being able to make anything. Just keep like he took two threes. Okay, it's not. I'm not mad at it because it was a good shot. It was. It a good depends shot. on your definition of a good shot. He was open, but it, if it he's not a, a good shooter, yes. is it considered a good? Yes, shot? it was. Yes, because he can make it, and we've seen him make it. I'm gonna be consistent. I think Westbrook should never attempt a three pointer, so I don't think Draymond should attempt a three pointer. I'm consistent. Okay. I, I, we dis- we disagree tripping. on this, yeah. but yeah, I'm not. Tripping. I'm not tripping over it. We've seen him make it plenty of times. He shoots 40 percent from three on the road this season, so I'm not. I'm not tripping. <laughs> I'm just looking at the postseason numbers. He's made two three pointers combined in the last. What is that? That's six. That's five. In the last 14 games, he's made two combined three pointers. So what are you going to do? They're, they're, what are you going to do? That's my you point. Open shot. My you point is Draymond shot. right now, whether you like the facilitating or not, the fact that he's such a non-threat with the ball in his hands is basically forcing Golden State to play offense four on five. No, I don't believe that. Because I know, cause I know cause the man knows what to do with the basketball when he puts the ball in his hand. I'm not going to take away the years and the crazy facilitation that he has he, he averaged seven points in the season. I'm not expecting him to go I out there. I get that facilitation's important, but can't you agree that if Robert Williams is matched up on Draymond, he can basically just help out and you're just daring Draymond to do anything involving aiming the ball towards the rim? Okay, do it. That's, do that's it. what they've been doing. That, okay, that's do my it. point. Where Okay, do it. That's, I, that's fine. You understand. You, everybody, does, everybody is not a complete player. Everybody's not a complete player. I'm not mad that if that is what you should be doing. You should be saying, if somebody's going to beat us, make Draymond beat us. And if he does it, then we'll live with that. All right. I'm not going to – don't be – don't go out there and start playing scared and talking about, oh, you know, they're, get, like, they're giving wide open shots. You got to, no, go in the gym, work on it, and there you go. Well, you mentioned don't play scared, which I think is a good point. Did Draymond look a little bit scared last night with the crowd? I know that he said no. that he wasn't going to let it bother him and it wasn't no. whatever, but he said in the, in the podcast that he did after the game that the crowd impacted him. And he couldn't find a rhythm. I know foul trouble didn't help yeah. him as a Scott Foster or whatever, but can scare we agree that Draymond use. just scare looked – Scare is not the word I would use. Fine. He looked – Out of sync. He was out okay. of sync last okay. night. He was, That's completely, way to put it. he was completely out of sync last night. At, how much of a red flag is it I'm for Golden State? I'm not taking that away from him. How much of a red flag is it for Golden State None. that the third cog in your team's dynasty for the last – of course, you know, Durant, Durant, or whatever. But since the dynasty, and he's been brutal – in two of the first three games? None, because Klay Thompson's been brutal for the entire course of the playoffs, and yet here they are. I'm just throwing it out there because... Yeah, no, no. For me, none, because Clay's, cause they've shown that they can get through it without all everybody clicking every single night. Klay Thompson's been blue for the entire course of the playoffs, and they have gotten this far this far already. They will but, figure it out. But Draymond... Gave- make the adjustments. He's going to watch the film. They will figure it out. It was a bad game. I'm just wondering... Draymond's matchups on Horford and on Williams and even Grant Williams when he comes off the bench. Are they just bad matchups for Draymond? I mean, it's, I mean, they're, a I'm just asking. Oversized, they're oversized for Draymond Correct. can guard one through five. I don't think they're bad matchups. I, I think that the man just didn't have a good night. I've, I've seen Draymond guard people that are freaking six feet taller than him and shut them down. The man had a bad night. He had a bad flight. You know, it kind of hurts me a little bit when we're not just talking about the media, but talking about fans in general, everybody, you know, crucifying somebody for a bad night. People have bad nights. Now, if you put together a string of bad nights, then, you know, you start to see who you are as a person. But well, it was also a combo. People roasted him because of the non-foul calls in game two, the part where he roasted 80s players, he called them bullies and whatever, and then you had the whole 
So there was yes, a lot of behind the scenes stuff which caused that. But the narrative did. is going to happen, and it's going to be all the way until Game Four, and it's honestly probably going to be until he has another good game. Do you? Is he a detriment to the team more than he's helping? And that's absolutely false. Right now, in the first three games, I think he's been more of a net negative than net positive. Might not be the case for the whole series. But as of right now, the two games that Golden State lost, I thought Draymond was abysmal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's – I think that he was a, – a, first of all, in the first game, I thought he was an abysmal shooting the ball. You can't go two for 12. I, don't I can't believe he took 12 shots, but that's a separate I, story. But, no, I mean, if they're there, take them. If they're there, take them. Because we've seen you make stuff like that before. We've seen people give you that opportunity, and you do it before. If they're there, take them. I'm not mad at that, but you can't go two for 12 if you do that. If you I just do don't that, think Draymond's gotta, the gotta same player that he used 10. to be. You got to put up 10 at least. But 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 7, re- seven assists, 5 rebounds. And, you know, not to mention everything he does on the defensive end. I've been fine with Draymond's performance up to last night. Last night was the was the game where I was like, well, defensively right, he dog. did he did basically nothing. All right, dog. Yeah, like yeah, like you you're just not in it tonight. And I could watch that from early on because it was multiple times. And I'm just like, all right, bro, you're you are just not in it tonight. Like you're not in it defensively tonight. And that's fine. That's fine. Everybody has an off night. And it's sometimes even better to have those off nights, especially when you have somebody like Draymond because they go back, they learn, and he knows what he did wrong. He probably knows exactly what he did wrong when he was in the game. He knows exactly what he did wrong. So I expect a bet I expect a better effort defensively for the rest of the series and let him find any type of rhythm offensively, and that's just gonna be another extra set of points that so I'm not I'm not tripping. I'm not looking too deep into it, just like how I didn't really look too deep into it when Jason Tatum had a bad game. I yep. didn't look too deep into it when Clay Thompson had a bad game. I'm not switching up for Draymond. He had a bad I, I game. think the That's main difference is. we have when it comes to analyzing Draymond's performance or his potential for the rest of the series, you have significantly more faith in his shot-making abilities than I do. Yeah, and that's fine. And even that, if that's the even main if I that's don't. the main area where we start. yeah. But and even if even if I don't, I'm fine because I know that they don't need him to shoot the ball. <laughs> they don't need him to shoot the ball. You talk about five on four offense. They played five on four offense for the course of uh, how long has he been in the NBA? Well, it hasn't been since he came to the NBA. It's really been since the back injury because he used to actually be an okay three point shooter. Then he had the back issues, and his three point numbers have kind of taken a nosedive ever since. But I'd say the last three years, give or take. My point is is that he hasn't ever been. Uh, it's never been a season where they sat there and said, all right, we need you to be an option of scoring the basketball. They've never sat there and said, we really, really need you to score the basketball. If he's done it, he's done it because he's got open looks and because a lot of attention came on two or three other people on his team. It's never, never really sat there and say, hey, we really, really need you to do this. It's always been the facilitation. It's always been the defense. It's always been what he means to that locker room. And I think that those three king, three things are not going anywhere for the course of these finals. He had a bad game. And I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be perfectly fine. And they have enough all around him, and they have enough when they bring him off the court, is that they'll, they'll be able to challenge. And, you know, it's, the offensive numbers scoring the basketball are concerning, but I'm not looking that deep into it. I guess my question for you then – since you have faith in Draymond to bounce back, I think he will play better moving forward. Offensively, not so sure, but defensively, he should be dialed in. My question is, what adjustments do you make for Game 4 if you're Golden State besides relying on Draymond to be significantly more focused on both ends of the floor? I think that you kind of have to go back to... I think Gary Payton second should play more. I think that's my main adjustment. I... I'm 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 there. I'm not there because it's not like he's really uh you know he's there for defense. He's not re- yeah. he's, he'll take an open shot if he can. But it's obvious that when he was shooting the ball in game two, that he was still feeling that elbow every time he shot the ball. He grabbed his elbow. He also missed a dunk yesterday. But yeah, the, yeah, the like one every- surprising part for game three was 
truth is how awful Golden State's perimeter defense was last night. He's yeah, he's just not he's brutal. not there. He's he's not there. He's not there yet. And that's that's really it. He's just not he's come back because this is the finals, but it's cl- fairly cl- certain that he's not 100% yet. I just think he should play more because from what I saw in game 3, Brown especially in the first quarter when he went for 17, Tatum and Marcus Smart seemed to get to whatever spots they wanted basically the entire game. And mm-hmm. Curry was involved in a lot more pick and rolls defensively. I believe it was about 30%, which was about 6% higher than game two. And Curry struggled. Once again, foul trouble was a huge piece of that because Curry basically had to let the offensive player get to where he wanted to avoid foul trouble. But I just think that Golden State's going to have to pick and choose their poison here. Because on one hand, Looney was actually good for them last night. He helped them on the glass when he was out of the game. They got killed. On the other hand, do you play Looney more and run the risk of defensively suffering some breakdowns because of some potential issues with switches and rotations? Because if they don't use Looney, they'll get killed on the glass. And if they use Looney, they might get killed from the pick-and-pop game. So yeah. I, I'm, I am curious what Golden State should do. So it's tough. It's yeah, it's tough, and that's really what the issue for me was. It was the fact that no matter whatever I was looking up, Boston was coming down with the rebound. Yeah, and actually, absolutely killed them. It was a fifteen to six on the offensive rebounds for Boston to Golden State, and forty seven thirty one for the game, which is, you know, one Draymond didn't play well, and Draymond wasn't going get coming down with those boards because he he was averaging what eight before coming into this and mm-hmm. so that that goes into it and then I'm not really issue have an issue with Looney staying in the game because Looney has proven over the course of the season and even in the playoffs that he I think can he come needs off to these switches the he can come off those switches and be in defensively I think that defensively for the Golden State Warriors they just weren't there tonight last night like they really weren't they were just as a complete team it was not good I'm focusing it's on the boards. Good. Based on the boards alone, doesn't Looney kind of have to play every minute that Robert Williams is on the floor? Hmm, yeah, I think that's a I think that's a matchup that you probably take advantage you probably take advantage of, or you at least you get Robert Williams, or you get some of those bigs off the floor, and that by attacking the paint and being aggressive offensively, and how we know Golden State can do because they. I'll say that they had an issue. Uh, I think Golden State should got to the line a little bit more. Maybe I'm not going to say it's the refs. I just think that they should have been a little bit more aggressive and getting to the line and knowing that hey, if we're getting killed on the boards, we got to get some of these guys at the game. We got to all right. We're going to get this switch. We're going to force them into bad positions, and it's either we're going to score the basketball or they're going to send us to the line. They settled for a lot of jump shots last night. Yeah, a, bear, a lot of jump shots, and so. <clears throat> That's one issue I have with Golden State, and I think that's an adjustment that Steve Kerr should look at to make is putting the pressure on Boston inside the paint. You can't get killed in, inside the paint like you did. And I know that's what I – and that's honestly, that's the key to this series is who's going to continue to win the paint battle night in, night out. And Boston dominated last night 52-26, to 26, as I said earlier. They dominate. That's what I said they needed to do to win, and there they go. So now, Steve Kerr, you have to respond. How do we get ourselves better looks at the paint? How do we put their players in foul trouble? Because last night, we had multiple people with four fouls, and I'm sitting here playing uh, teetering, like, oh, do I keep this guy in? Do I keep this guy out? All right, I'm going to keep him in for a little bit, but I'm going to sit him for the rest of this time to make sure he doesn't pick up that extra one. Wow, they're sitting there, and nobody has more than three fouls. That was another issue I also had with some of the rotations at the in-game three. Golden State won on the massive run, took a brief lead. Do you think they should have benched Curry for the final three minutes of the third quarter? I mean, I th- well, he, he had normally, four fouls. He normally, he normally sits that time. So no, I know. Say that. Yeah, he normally sits I'm just asking. that time. You had all the momentum. But, I, I know, but I'm just – one, even if you do have momentum, there is a thing that you will mess up if you start – if you get people into a rhythm, they know what their schedule is, and you go off of that. So he normally does sit around that time. And so I didn't have any issue with him sitting. But also, he had the four fouls. And while you – you have to sit him at some point with four fouls. You can't not sit him. 
And so while you got away with it for the first part of the quarter, all right, we're gonna we're, we're gonna stick a, stick with him this first part of the quarter. Hopefully, he doesn't get another one. But he's gonna have to sit at some point because we're not gonna run that risk the whole the whole quarter. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. And so I didn't have an issue with the rotation and how they were doing it. And I was just looking at everybody else. I was saying, hey, and I was really looking at Jordan Poole like, hey, I need you to understand that Steph has four fouls and we need to keep going offensively. When you come in the game, it's not – you can't be just decent. You have to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And he didn't do that. He was good. He was decent. He had a couple open looks that I wish he would have made, but got to be more aggressive. And that's what I think both they got to be more aggressive with Boston. And everybody talks about the physicality that Boston is bringing to Golden State. Golden State can and, can and should and probably will bring that same physicality back to Boston. Yeah, I didn't fully have an issue with Kerr resting in because that's what you've been doing for the entire playoffs just based on the rotations. But I will at least acknowledge – People are going to talk about the fourth quarter only. I thought the turning point was when Curry went to the bench because Boston went from basically down one to up four. And it seemed like Curry being on the bench gave them necessary time to stop the bleeding. Yes. That's how I look at it. Yes, very much so. I, I agree. I, was, I remember that exact portion of the game and I was sitting there like, all right, this is, this is rough. But, okay, we talked about this game enough. Let's... Go and we'll talk about some series after we talk about some series props and what we're looking at for the rest of the series and in the show there. After we talk about Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement, this stuff is 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, foods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day off right. It supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, all these things. And it's less than $3 a day, way cheaper than just going to buy a brew. So make sure that you tap in with Athletic Greens. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel pass with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Health is wealth. I'm trying to tell y'all, health is wealth. And then protect your internet health with IP Vanish. I use IP Vanish VPN. It's one of the best VPNs. And... It helps you by encrypting 100% of your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history. Look, you can use it on unlimited devices, tablets, phones, computers, Fire Stick, without sacrificing on speed. And they're offering you a 70% off yearly plan for our listeners with the 30-day money-back guarantee. Super easy to use. All you have to do is tap a button. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use your promotional code SGP to claim your 70% off savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right. Looking, going forward. Wow. My, it's so in here, it's like a motion detector light and it went off and I can't move and get it back on. So that sounds like a bad beat. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sitting in the dark. So I'm finishing in the dark. Cool. It's great. All right, Scott. Let's talk really briefly and get up out of here. Is there anything you're interested in for the rest of the series? Moving forward, I am curious how many minutes they're going to give Kavan Looney moving forward because. We saw what happened, especially on the glass, when Looney was off the floor. He had seven rebounds in, I'm trying to remember the exact amount of minutes he played last night, but 17 or 21. How many minutes did Looney play last night? I think it was 17. Yeah, so he needs to be on the it floor was a lot. And when it comes down to props for game four, I'm all over Looney rebounds. Because mm-hmm. if you're expecting an overcorrection of any kind, they should play Looney more. Because Robert Williams looked healthy. He looks spry, and we know that he's great at shot blocking. He's also great at rebounding, and Golden State really had no answers. And I believe the only counter is using Looney more because we know with Wiseman's injury, Golden State's main Achilles heel is kind of like Phoenix's Achilles heel last year. Besides their starting center, they got nobody. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Golden State's going to have to try to battle. Now they've done it before. They did it against Memphis, and it's going to take a group effort in order to out-rebound Boston or to at least hang tough. 
But with Williams looking relatively healthy, or more or healthier than what I thought he was going to look like in Game Three, I think Looney's going to have to play more. But when it comes to what adjustments Golden State can make, I do think we might see a little bit more Gary Payton the second, just to try to shore up the perimeter defense. Boston played faster in Game Three. I'm assuming if Golden State will try to slow the pace down or if maybe they will just go smaller and try to outrun Boston. We'll see what happens there. But the main story for me going into the rest of the series is twofold. One, rebounding. Golden State's going to have to do a better job. And that segues me into the second one, which is Draymond Green. He has to play better. Defensively, offensively, however you want to look at it. But if Draymond plays this poorly for another two games in this series, Golden State will go home. That's my main two, I'd say, things I'm looking for moving forward. You? Um, yeah, it's just the rebounds for me. It's just the rebounds. I am curious. I think I would have been interested to see, you know, I, I really would have liked Golden State to get blown out for longer in the game so that they got to try different things. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how Jonathan Kaminga would be in that lineup against Boston. And Gives your athleticism. Yeah, it gives you a lot of athleticism and opportunity to grab more boards because Porter is not going to do it. <laughs> He's not doing it right now. He's been okay from three, yeah. but yeah, perimeter defense, he, he can't keep up with these younger guys. Yeah, he, he can't. And, you know, you just need anything to help you on the boards. Same thing with him. And while I do think that it was uncharacteristically a bad game, so I really don't think it's too, too many. I just I think it's really uncharacteristically a bad game. But – you gotta you gotta be able to protect and make adjustments if you see that you're kid, getting killed on the boards again. You can't mm-hmm. allow yourself to get killed. You can't allow to get yourself to get killed on the boards for four quarters like they did. So that's really my thing. So do you agree? You think Looney is going to play twenty five minutes in Game Four, something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to think what not, adjustments yeah, they can I'm make. Gonna, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to speculate. I don't. I don't know. I, all I know I is I personally know. like his rebound number over in Game Four. Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. So. Oh, well. All right. I have nothing else. We've kind of beat series props overhead. And I feel like if you're on one side of the coin or the other. You're not, you're you're not going to change based on what yeah, you saw. You're not changing. Unless you're, you're in favor of now. Boston now. That's it. I mean. Yeah, because I think it's some like 80% of the time in the finals that the winner of game three wins it all. So if you want to lay minus 225 with Boston, go ahead. But Most people would just be taking the minus one and a half at that point. Yeah, when you take the minus one and a half, I mean, go ahead. Not really interested. I think that this is the ultimate zigzag theory. I'm fairly confident in Golden State winning game four. And honestly, Golden State wins game four. I just don't think that Boston's getting another one at Golden State, to be honest. I don't think that they're getting another one at Golden State. for this. They, they got their one, and I think that's going to be their one. The issue that I've had with Boston, even though I've been higher in them than uh, I'd say you've been, over the course of the playoffs is the fact that they still get complacent at various points. I still can't believe they lost game six at home to Miami. I have no idea how they managed to do that. So Boston, we've seen minus I bet plus three thirty on Miami. (laughs) Yeah, could be. But the point is Boston has had moments where as soon as you think they figured it all out, they crash back down to earth for one game for whatever reason. I heard reason. Scott said it right. Y'all, y'all heard Scott. I didn't say it this time. As long as, long as y'all heard that, that was Scott saying it. I'm just saying. So I'm not saying Golden State's dead in this series. I've seen Boston have moments where they have looked really good, and then for whatever reason, they just shut it off in the second half of another game. And I don't mm-hmm. know why that's the case. If Boston wins this game, game four, I don't think Golden State's coming back from 3-1. Especially mm. with, uh, but, from what I've seen, but so I think it's just, a must-win game for Golden State. But if you just talk about complacency of Boston and how they normally, you know, are, wouldn't it give, wouldn't it make them like a prime to lose three-one candidate? I mean, you it's could, hard. To, it's hard to predict that that ever will happen. Like you know, it's it's very extremely hard to predict. You could say that it's a prime candidate for that, but, but the, the truth is, the recipe that Boston would use for Game Four. I'm sorry for game. Yeah, for game four, we're just, I'm assuming be the same recipe as game three. Kill them on the glass, play faster, and force Curry into a bunch of pick and rolls and try to break down the defense. And 
even though I, I understand your point, there would be a prime candidate based on what we've seen up to this point. I really just don't think Golden State has many answers for the big men that Boston have. And the reason why the series has been fascinating is because Golden State has a lot of wing options to throw at Tatum and Brown. None of them worked yesterday, but they have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Robert Williams being healthy with Al Horford, even Grant Williams being a decent small ball power forward, Tice hasn't been on the court, which is good for Boston, but Golden State does not have any front court depth whatsoever. And that's really the story of why Golden, why not Golden, why Golden State might end up losing the series in potentially six. It's the story of why Phoenix lost the finals last year. I know they're not against Giannis in this case for Golden State, but the point is you need depth. And Golden State has a plethora of depth at the point guard, shooting guard, and small forward positions. But in the actual front court, they are drastically outmatched. And the only thing is, can their advantage and depth in the other areas overcome the depth concerns in the front court? And if we see a similar story in game four that we see that we saw in game three, I think the answer is no. So even though Boston has a history throughout the regular season of having problems closing out leads, we've seen that on occasion in the playoffs. I just think when push comes to shove, Boston has a security blanket in their back pocket of we're going to win the rebounding battle by 10 plus, And there's nothing you can do about it. So I think Boston would hold on a 3-1 series lead. I think it's a must-win game for Golden State. Okay. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate. You know. No, I, I know, I yeah. know why you brought yeah, it up. No, I'm just yeah, saying. no, it's all good. It's all good. All right. Look, we got to go ahead and get up out of here. It took too much time already. Look, guys, he's at, at Rachel Radio on Twitter. I'm at reallyreal underscore underscore. Make sure you join the Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack. Tap into the app, sg.pn slash app. Make sure you get into the app. We have a whole bunch of stuff. You can find all our picks and podcasts up there. And just make sure to leave a review for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Tap into the WNBA Gambling Podcast because we're, hoops isn't stopping after the finals. We still got hoops going on after the finals. So make sure you do that. You sure you can go listen to the MLB Gambling Podcast and bet baseball. If that's your thing, you know, hockey's still going on for a little while. So you can go bet that on the NHL Gambling Podcast if that's your thing. But if you still want the hoops, you know where to find the hoops. Come on now. You know where to find the hoops. All right. Other than that, I have no idea how we're going to end this episode. So we're just going to go ahead and end it like this. We out. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.